Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Just Push Play. I'm your host, Mark Goeth. It's been a minute since I got to chat with uh, some people, so I'm really excited about today's guest for numerous reasons. I've known this person for a number of years. If memory serves me correctly, it's probably got to be close to like 15, if not more than that, which is crazy to think about. But uh, today's guest on the show is Tess Diaz the dynamic director of channel partnerships at it.com and an all-around domain expert. With a wealth of knowledge and experience in the tech industry, Tess has proven herself to be a driving force in facilitating successful partnerships and expanding businesses' reach in the market. As the host of the podcast Drop Talk, Tess uses her platform to share invaluable insights and tips on navigating the ever-involving landscape of sales, entrepreneurship, and domains. Her ability to connect with her audience and de deliver actionable advice amongst sales professionals and industry enthusiasts alike. Prepare to be inspired as we delve into the world of sales, marketing, and business development with Testias, where practical wisdom meets innovative thinking. Whether you're a seasoned salesperson, an aspiring entrepreneur, or simply looking to stay ahead of the game, Tess's expertise will undoubtedly elevate your sales strategies and techniques to unparalleled heights. Get ready to level up your game with Testy as the luminary in the realm of channel partnerships. Welcome, Tess. Mark, thank you so much. I'm delighted to be here and especially to share some practical knowledge because I feel like I learned a lot from you. Uh, and so it's it's neat to go back and forth here a little bit. Yeah, and, and hopefully I got all of those things correctly. You know, uh, please correct myself and the listeners if I was wrong in any uh, in any way, shape, or form. I, I love to write creative uh, intros for people without their input. It's kind of it's kind of my thing. Uh, so I've I've done a lot of different things, but uh, really excited to have this conversation. And and as I was thinking about it, I think we've actually known each other for probably close to 20 years. Um, I, eight, which, 18. I just had a baby, so that's why I know. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Uh, so it's uh, almost half of my life, which is crazy to think about that, uh, that we go that far back. But I don't uh, know how old you are, but I feel like I remember your 23rd birthday. Yeah, and you would have. Uh, I will be, well, I'm 41. So yeah, uh, we was turning 23 right about the time where we, you know, really started working together. So uh, yeah. And I was like, uh, this guy knows how to do a birthday. Yes. Uh, it, it continues to be my shtick, even after all of these years, letting people know, you know, how many days it is to my birthday. Uh, although it's, uh, it's becoming less and less frequent now with two kids, you know, they kind of take all of the, all of the birthday love out of the family and, and people don't really care if it's my birthday anymore. So, uh, but for all of you that are listening, obviously we've, we've released a few uh, episodes here, I think uh, eight so far and uh, have two more uh, on the season this year. Uh, and then we'll, you know, kind of kick it off for season two, but uh, we ask everyone the same questions. Uh, this conversation might be a little bit different because, uh, you know, like we've known each other for a long time and would love to, you know, catch up for those of you uh, that are listening Tess and I, we both, I guess you could say we kind of got our start at GoDaddy. Um, back, I know I started in 2005 uh, with GoDaddy. I think Tess started right around the same time. And, you know, we we kind of came up together, you know, and we saw a lot of different things in the, in the domain world. And now here we are both, uh, you know, in leadership roles at our respective companies, uh, leading partnerships and uh, different channel strategies. So, 
uh, when I was thinking about, you know, all of the people that I've worked with over the years, uh, Tess was definitely on the short list of people to chat with. So uh, to kick it off, Tess, uh, you know, one of the questions that I asked is, uh, what is the most creative use of media that you've seen from a business development professional or peer? And do you remember what you wrote? If you don't, I can, I can respond or read it back to you. I was a little worried. I'm like, uh-oh, I'm not sure what I did right. Um, <laughs> I've seen a lot of really, really creative uses over time. But what did I write though? Because I thought about it for a while. Yeah. So you uh, you indicated a podcast by Grit. Yes. Yeah, that's yeah. true. So Can you expand you know, on that? Yeah. It's funny because while you were talking, I was thinking not only about your birthday, but you also mentioned your your love of writing a creative introduction without the other party hearing. And you said, like, that's my shtick. That's who I am. And I so much appreciate, and I think it's a real balance in business to be able to know who you are, what you love. You don't have to make something up, but to know who you are and what you love, it makes you memorable. It makes you stand out. It also makes you authentic. And honestly, it just brings more joy to life. So Grit Brokerage, I've done a lot. I've worked with many brokerage companies, a domain name brokerage companies. Sometimes they're also brokering websites, right? And I have an admiration for many of them. And for full disclosure, I'm actually, I, I consult Grit. But what I really admire about them is their larger purpose is for young adults to build resilience, to build grit. So they run a camp every summer. They do some really neat year round projects, but then they have this podcast that combines, they'll talk a little about a deal that they did, uh, but they'll also bring in a guest is in a different field, usually an entrepreneur, and talking about how what where there is grit in their lives, where they need resilience, perseverance to never quit in their in their own business journey. And I think it's neat how it's an example to the kids who listen. It's an example to the other entrepreneurs who listen. Sometimes you, but it also very directly builds back to why you would use grit brokerage, right? Like they, right. they're they not going to give up either. They're going to keep on hunting to get you the right domain. And while that as like a marketing idea is great, also in reality and authenticity, that's who they are and what they're building. And so I think when any of the audience here is trying to choose, what do I use? What media do I use? How do I use it? The first question is like, who am I? I and why? What's my long-term purpose? Whether it's you know changing the lives of young adults or just bringing pure joy. Like Mark, every couple of years I text you in like April, and I'm like, how many days till your birthday? Just because you bring joy into my life by being you. But then, sure enough, when one of us has a business question, we think of each other, and some of that. You know, those little brain synapses are what keep us connected 18 years later. So anyway. Yeah, no, I love that. You know, and I've, I've asked a lot of people that, you know, question so far, and, you know, I really like your take, you know, on it is, you know, whatever, whatever media or whatever medium that you, you know, ultimately what resonates with you and what you, you know, are passionate about or what, you know, the 
I guess the angle that you want to use to stand out. And it's no surprise, like me, it's video. Like I want to be on video. I want people to see my face. Um, you know, people have told me I have a face for TV and a voice for radio. So, you know, I'm kind of the dual threat guy, uh, but uh, no, it's, you know, and I think that's a really smart way to put it uh, because when you find something you're passionate about, you come off the authentic authenticity is not forced, right? You know, it comes through naturally because you feel comfortable in that medium. So I really, really love that take. Well said. And you do, you have a face for TV uh, and, and the hair, your hair looks just as good as it did on your 23rd birthday. Who are you? <laughs> uh, thank you so much. It's a little bit lighter, a little more, more gray in there. If you're, if you're watching this, instead of listening to it, you might be able to see, you know, little flicks here and there, but uh, hopefully, hopefully it holds out for another 10 more years. And, you know, I, I don't turn fully gray until I'm in my fifties, but uh, yeah, here's hoping. So in, we we talk about you know media right we talk about the this uh, i guess now podcasts are such a huge thing and you know obviously video has been a big thing for you know for a number of years from you know the produced video to live video to now ai powered video um but you know the the one i guess the question that i asked to you and i'd love to your answer was linkedin if but the, the question was, what media medium do you see that's the one that's most applicable for BD, your partnership professional? So uh, you answered this slightly differently, which I love than the other people. So I'd love to kind of get your take on why you said LinkedIn specifically and what LinkedIn maybe has meant for you throughout the years in, in your role. Well, it's funny. So I think at the end of the day, and part of this is, I think, my belief in a vacuum. And part of this is inspired by my personality profile, right? I, any kind of personality test, I come up as, wait, an extrovert. Didn't see that coming, <laughs> did you? And as a collaborator, there are lots of different tests and names for it, but I like to communicate. Uh, I collaborate. I network. I, I really... I prefer to work on a project with a couple people rather than alone, right? And so that's why I was kind of laughing when I looked at the choices and I said, well, LinkedIn is the one. I mean, I was laid off in this past year, uh, right? What do you do right away? I mean, because the first business you're selling is yourself, whether, you know, I, I was self-employed for nine years in, you know, within my 20-year career here. So I understand all the different angles, but at the end of the day, you can't sell anything if you're not employed and you don't have clients. And mm. for me though, also, I think part of that question is what are you selling? Where are things located, right? If I were selling, I don't know, you know, sneakers or video games, I'd be, I'd be doing my business development elsewhere, right? But LinkedIn first and foremost is what keeps you employed, or self-employed. And second of all, I think it keeps you knowing the trends uh, from multiple sources, including outlier sources. For me, knowing whether it's mm -hmm. marketing trends, market trends, different takes from around the world of perspectives, particularly my industry, the way that people in Germany see it, the price points for India, right? Uh, what yeah. kind of deals are happening in China? I'm hearing all of that either publicly on LinkedIn or do not forget mess my messaging on LinkedIn is full 
every day. I'm checking in with someone. I'm asking some question to keep those, especially who are you messaging on LinkedIn? People whose emails or phone numbers you don't have because you're not that close with, right? So, So just using that has really helped me to, to have a framework for how I see what I'm selling and then also to actually do, do the selling. So, yeah. And, and I think that's, you know, that's important to keep in mind, right. You know, the, the various, I guess, channels and the way, you know, to keep in, in contact with prospects or existing customers. Uh, You know, one of the things that I always, maybe I forget about a little bit is like, Channels like WhatsApp, uh, you know, we think about it as a as a messaging, you know, platform here in the states because you know it's we're so used to text messages and everyone just you know texts back and forth. But when you're corresponding with someone overseas, you know, they the ability for them to text somebody in the states costs you know and you know could cost an arm and a leg, you know, in some cases. Uh, so, you know, I think all of those various, you know, channels or media outlets are, are great ways to stay in touch with, with customers. And, you know, I think this is the first time that I've had a conversation with somebody on the show where we've talked a lot about, and, you know, we've had kind of this onus on more of the prospecting side to business development, you know, with more of the, where it skews more towards sales as opposed to more towards marketing. Cause you know, business development kind of sits right on that, that edge between marketing and sales. So, you know, obviously we both are sales professionals, like that's where we got our start. We were constantly trying to one up each other, close more deals, you know, be at the top of the sales board, you know, all of that stuff that you get, you know, in your twenties where, uh, you know, people were, you know, just, we like it was 17 type A personalities. I wish, I literally wish I had like a video from one or two of those days back back then just to kind of see the, and relive that experience from time to time because it was so unique. But I like the sales aspect and I like the, you know, the the outreach, the prospecting outreach and and what you just brought to that conversation because I think it is big and I think it's something that a lot of business development and partnership people don't really think about because they think of, well, I'm going to have all of these inbound requests, you know, to partner with us. Well, you know, how much money are you leaving on the table if you're not, you know, doing outreach and prospecting and all of that stuff? So I really, really love that take. Yeah. And when I go to conferences, you know, you meet people, you're kind of on like just go, go, going, but I'll write a note, you know, bike riding, hiking, uh, you know, photography. And sometimes, you know, when something comes up, I'll, I mean, I'm not like, I guess I could search bike and then send it to eight people, but I'm not doing that. And I think they can tell that as well, right. but I do use every country. I'm, I've got telegram for these people, WhatsApp for, you know, several countries prefer that I have like six apps on my phone that I would never use except to keep in touch with people. But I'll tell you when I go, hear something from my country music friend, I message it to my Japanese friend and business contact who doesn't know anyone else who likes country music. She lives all by herself. (laughs) I'm not kidding. I asked her, do you know one single person who she's loved country music for like 17 years? And she says, no, no one talks to me about it. No one, no one. I don't know anyone who likes it. So I said, okay. So whenever I see my country music friend, I'll ask her like, what's new? What you've been listening to lately? What's your last concert? And I'll send it to this lady, you know, like that's just, I like it. It makes me happy. 
and she knows I mean it, And but I don't send her anything business. That's going to her personal cell phone. Yep. If I want business things from her, I email her. So I want that, you know, clarified. Yeah, that's or- important. That's important to keep in mind, right? You know, the, you know, keep the personal things personal and the business things business, you know, and and not, nece- not necessarily, you know, intertwine, you know, the two because if you have that relationship, it's great to have that relationship, but you also don't want to muddy it with trying to, you know, assert things into the personal conversation that are business related or vice versa. So that makes yeah, sense. And you don't want to lose your authenticity. Like, exactly. I really think that's darling that she loves country music. And I, I'm like, you're all alone. And this, here we go back to my personality profile, right? You're all alone loving country music without anyone else. How do you find new artists? She's like, right. I don't know. So I'm like, here you go. Here's this little gift for you. But I do that because that's who I am. That's my authenticity. Right. Not because I'm like, now how about that deal? Send me, you know, something. Because then it just ruins it. Oh. But she, the first person she will think of will be you when yep. it comes time to do that because of that personal connection. So, yep. And when uh, I, I email her a business, anything, she's going to be a little more inclined because we're building this personal relationship on, you know, it's like in a parallel universe. (laughs) Absolutely. Well, it's no surprise to me, the answer to your last question, because we, we met randomly again in Austin, which was so weird. Tess was there for a conference. I was there for a conference, two different ones. I happened to be walking down, I think sixth street in Austin. And I saw a whole bunch of people from the domain world that I recognized. Tess happened to be one of them. I was actually on my way back to the my hotel and Tess is like, oh, well, we're going to this party. You should come along. And, you know, it turns out I knew a ton of people there to no surprise from being in that space so long. But we 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 got to talking about my podcast. And at that point, Tess said, oh, I'm going to be launching my own podcast soon. So my last question was, if you could be an expert at any one of these media mediums, which one would it be and why? And you chose podcasting. Podcast. So, Um, what is it about? I think I have an idea, but I'd love for you to tell everybody, you know, what is it about podcasting that is so, you know, appealing and intriguing to you? I think what Mark meant to say was he has an idea, but he doesn't know if he can get a word in edgewise. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, so podcasts obviously are pretty hot right now, uh, but so is TikTok, right? But I like the longer form than something like TikTok. I like that we can get a little further in depth. There's tremendous value in taking a chunk out and sharing it on something like TikTok or LinkedIn or you, you know, you all know, but to dangle that little carrot, but it's really in the depth. It's the new, especially as you're advancing your career. So someone entry level may appreciate just really quick information and someone very advanced may appreciate just a quick nugget that they can fill in a lot of the blanks around, right? But most of the time, when we take the time, it's, it's actually probably psychologically in the background that we're choosing to invest the time to listen and study and learn in the first place, even if you're on a run or driving your daily commute at the same time. But where we're hearing a little more words instead of just distilling. And there's value to mm-hmm. distilling, but I'm a power user of, of talking. So 
That's my answer. And I want to do more than one podcast. So long story, Mark, I'm renaming my podcast, but I'm not quite sure. But I also, I already have a domain name for my second podcast. When I was shopping for the name for my first podcast, I came across Pure Rich I love, and I am now the proud owner of, because I want a podcast about some some less business-related Totally not business related things. But once you know how to do a podcast, you can do so many. I was holiday shopping this weekend and there was this basically the woman in front of me heard me say the word podcast. She spun around. She's like, I want to start a podcast. I'm in HR and nobody wants to listen to the boring HR podcasts out there. And I wish I'm like, I could sell this. Like if I knew how to do it, I could just interview people all day long about whatever their area of expertise is. I don't know. You got to know what you're good at. I'm good at talking. <laughs> oh, it's it, it's very true. I mean, you, you kind of said that flippantly, but it's true. Like you have to know what you're good at. And, you know, obviously this, my podcast started as sort of a uh, a way for me to dive in and really get a firm grasp of our product and our solution and, and kind of do it as an internal sort of case study, if you will. But it really has turned into now something where there are people that are listening to this in the partnerships world because they're interested in hearing what other partnerships professionals are doing as it pertains to this whole world of media from webinars to podcasts, to video, to, you know, audio, you know, whatever it is, right. Uh, you know, the gone are the, gone are the days of, you know, just corresponding with someone via email. And that's the only way to do it. There are so many different ways to build your own personal brand, to build your, you know, the company's brand that you're working for doing it both at the same time. So, uh, you know, I, I think there's a lot of people out there that have tried a lot of different things, have, you know, failed in some and succeeded in others. And I want to bring those people on here and I want them to tell their story so other people can learn, you know, from what they're doing. So um, that is really, you know, my reason for doing all of this. A, I like to talk to people too. So like, we might as well have a conversation and have fun with it, but like, let's put it out there and allow people to learn from it. And so I'm glad we had this opportunity to chat. Uh, it, just kind of in wrapping up where, like, if someone is interested in learning more about what Test Diaz is all about and what you're doing with your 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 background, extensive background in the domain world, maybe wants, maybe someone wants to get started in domain investing as a, you know, as an alternative to the traditional investing, you know, I guess, tracks or methodologies, where can they find you? Like share, share with the listeners where they can find out more about Tess. Sure. I would say unironically LinkedIn. LinkedIn's probably the best way. I'll always answer you there. And whatever my latest thing is, it'll be up to date. Having a great time with it.com. I'll be at um, ICANN in uh, San Juan, Puerto Rico. Oh, nice. uh, and in March is a big global event there. So yeah, I'm always around. Well, awesome. Thanks, you plan Mark. on doing any, you plan on doing any live podcast interviews while you're there? I might, if I'm brave enough, I know that within the next, I like your face within the next year or two, I'll definitely do be ready. I just don't know if by 
March 2nd, I'll be ready for live podcast interviews. We'll, we'll see, but I am developing a webinar series on like very basic how, how and why a domain name matters in whether it's branding, your marketing or your, or your SEO. So I'm um, something that's, I feel like there are courses out there that are more advanced, but I'm going to do something very simple in partnership with it.com and that will be coming out in February. So, um, but I'm not sure what that's going to be called either. So yeah, we'll just start out with LinkedIn and go from there. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Well, Tess, I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for uh, spending some time with us today. We we need to just catch up more in general, you know, as it were, but to everyone else that's listening on the Just Push Play podcast, we appreciate you uh, tuning in. If you're interested in connecting with Tess, I will put some of the uh, her contact information in the show notes uh, so you can connect with her. But until next time, I hope everyone has a happy and healthy holiday season, and we'll catch you on the next episode of Just Push Play.